Welcome to the Payments Unpacked podcast. I'm Mike Chambers at Northy Point. In this week's podcast, we consider whether COVID-19 has killed cash. I want to share some thoughts with you on cash, digital payments and the impact of COVID. But I think we should start with a note of caution as we look into the impact of COVID on payments. I think there's a real danger in looking at the last 52 weeks in isolation. After all, coins have been with us since circa 640 BC in Asia Minor, banknotes in China in AD 806 and in Sweden in 1661, but over a spoiler alert, one was subject to inflation and one was subject to fraud. The earliest surviving UK cheque is from 1759, and even peak cheque volume in the UK was as far back as 1990. Sterling has been around since 1078, the pound since 1560, and of course decimalisation in 1971. For many, holding a bank account was a novel experience to many of our grandparents and possibly even our parents. The availability of digital payments is relatively new. For example, direct debits and credit cards are just 50 years old. And if you look back at the old Chartered Institute of Banking books from the 1970s and 1980s, the real payment choice was between cash or cheque. And then very gradually, these newfangled things like bank gyro credits and direct debits. So I think we need to have place a level of caution on the long-term impact of COVID on payments. But certainly in the short to medium term, COVID has definitely had an impact. And let's explore that impact of COVID in volumes processed by the UK retail payment schemes. On payments on northypoint.com, we publish a payments tracker. It's a monthly tracker of all that's happening for the retail payment schemes in the UK by volume and value. And if you look at the 12 months to February 2021, Bax Direct Credits had reduced by 6% in volume, CHAPS by 10% in volume, really evidencing outs and reduced economic activity in the United Kingdom. Even direct debits had reduced by 1%. And there's a COVID impact on a payment instrument. That's the first reduction after 50 years of year-on-year growth. Conversely, faster payments experienced a 15% growth. And within that, the single immediate payment or the SIP payment that is really the bedrock of digital uh, one-to-one payments rose by 22%. I think we see that reflecting the transition of people to digital payments. Now, despite the digitization of the paper instrument, the check reduced by 25%. We look at the figures a little bit differently for debit cards. If you look at the impact of November 2020 to December 2020, when those lockdowns were beginning to ease and a bit of a change there, debit cards grew by 11%. But if you look at December 19 against December 20, we saw a reduction in the last 12 months of 5%. But really, it's ATM volumes uh, is where it really gets interesting. Uh, We publish an ATM tracker on northypoint.com and using ATM transactions as a proxy for cash acquisition and therefore cash, cash use, we saw the massive impact from 45 million transactions a week to the mid 20 millions at the start of lockdown 1.0. That fluctuated a little bit during 2020, uh, and we were in a range of between 30 million and 35 million transactions a week during the stay alert, eat out to help out, rule of six and local lockdowns that we experienced during 2020. There was a, dis- a brief respite at the uh, just before Christmas in 2020 where we saw 35 million transactions 
happening in the week. But then wham, bam, straight into quarter one, 2021 lockdown, and those volumes reduced immediately to between a range of between 20 million and 26 million. So what does that tell us as we come out of lockdowns and rules begin to change? Well, I think that we'll see ATM use and therefore as a proxy on cash higher than lockdown 1.0, but significantly lower than the experiences and the volumes pre-COVID. And week by week, we're forming a much better indication of that digital switch. So I argued we should be careful read just 52 weeks. But I also think we should have a note of caution on, be, on using the four, circa 45% drop in ATM use at the beginning of lockdown 1.0. Because we were in lockdown, there were reduced opportunities to spend. But when we did spend, it was digital. Fueled, by, fueled the adoption of digital payments and COVID has led to a sticky payment habits. So I hope that you'll permit me to generalise a little bit. I, I know there and acknowledge there are a lot of factors other than age driving a cashless society or the adoption of digital payments. But cashless or less cash and all points in between can be a generational debate. For the silent generation, for those born between tw uh, 1926 and 1945, digital payments and access to cash is a real issue that we must tackle. And that's both for folk within the silent generation that are independent and supported. For millennials and Generation Z, what's a cheque has become what's cash? With the cry of Monzo me for last night's pizza. For baby boomers, confidence, trust and education in digital payments can be a real issue. And for those who consider themselves to be Generation X, I guess our views will be split between those of millennials and baby boomers. A general attitude and approach to digital payments drives the extent to which we hold cash dear and COVID has brought this into sharp focus. Let me share with you two challenges, a history lesson and a pointer. The first of those two challenges is I really believe that to preserve cash for cash sake will only ultimately lead to serve people behind. We must always have the bywords of inclusive, equitable and accessible digital payments. The second challenge I think we, fa we, uh, we face are that less cash in the system causes the twin issue of maintaining the supply of cash it's going to be so expensive for banks to provide that supply of cash to the extent that it might even challenge free and credit banking that we've enjoyed since the 1980s. But also the twin issue of access to cash. Our ability to obtain cash is reducing. There are less ATMs around and less branches. Now, I mentioned to you a history lesson as well. It's a very short lesson. Uh, you may recall the Czech decision that never was. The idea that the Czech would be banished to the artifacts of history. But that message was lost because of the, the fact we didn't promote viable alternatives. We didn't help people or educate folk in the transition from a paper instrument to an electronic in instrument. And also we didn't have a holistic plan that reflected the true stakeholder needs. There's a real history lesson there for us that mu history mustn't repeat itself in the decision, the Czech decision that never was. And a pointer, Pete Czech was in 1990 and the tail has been very long. Using ATM statistics as a proxy, the transition from physical to digital cash looks like it's gonna have a much shorter tail. So, did COVID kill cash? Well, we live in an increasingly digital society. 
This covers interacting with our government, the way we consume entertainment, the way we manage our finances, the way we consume news and interact with each other. And the traditional, the transition to digital payments is just part of this digitization of our society and not some strange siloed effect. So no, COVID didn't kill cash. But the adoption of digital payments reflects that wider societal change that has been fueled by a technological shift that has accelerated, been accelerated by COVID and become sticky, where we want to, rather than we have to, pay digitally. Technology has obviously played its part. The phone in our pocket contains a bank and a payment terminal. We are in control of who we pay, when we pay, and how we pay. True financial empowerment. COVID has been a significant payment disruptor. You can argue that both in positive disruption as well as negative disruption. But we must look at COVID as a blip in a rich payments history and a digital payments revolution that was already underway. I think the COVID experience of the last 12 months has brought this to life for me personally. COVID has driven solutions to my final cash final frontiers. I've been cashless for about three or four years. But, you know, there were some issues like tipping in restaurants that were sometimes difficult if you didn't have uh, some money in your pocket. But organisations like Tipjar and Trilo have come up with some great ways of doing that digitally. Really pleased that my favourite restaurant, The Lighthouse in Olbra, has come to the point where they will accept their tips digitally. I always had problems in car parks uh, when I was allowed out uh, under a lockdown scenario, just trying to find coins from somebody that I could feed the machine with. We now are able to pay contactless or with great apps like Ringo. I love the Shetland Isles. One of the issues with Shetland Isles for me is that I needed to remember to take some cash to use the inter-island ferries. The onset of COVID and reaction to COVID has really brought digital payments or contactless payments to use the inter-island ferries in the Shetland Isles. But what I have found, particularly over the last 12 months, is I've suddenly realised I'm assuming somewhere is contactless and I'm not asking. I've had good and bad experiences with that. I was desperate for a, for a drink on, on Hadrian's Wall in one of the brief respites for holidays last year. Uh, and I saw this like an oasis at the top of a road or top of a lane, uh, a caravan selling coffee. And then I got there, there was a sum up terminal uh, proudly displayed on the counter for me to purchase my drinks electronically. But of course, I did fall foul at Pete's Fish Bar in Haybridge and I had to have cod and chips on the tick. In conclusion, the transition to digital payments must be a conscious decision by the consumer. It's not for the banks, for retailers or for government to dictate. Increasingly, initiatives like open banking and request to pay offer the flexibility of cash with the control of direct debits. For many, COVID led to people making digital payments. They tried it and they liked it. They created an, a sticky experience. For COVID, many, it led many to change the way that we procure goods and services and ultimately how we pay for them. It also led to the emergence of innovative and acceptable digital payment solutions. I'm Mike Chambers. This is the Payments Unpacked podcast. Thank you for listening. For all you need to know about the payments landscape in the UK, visit northypoint.com. Thank you for listening.